This episode is part of a special series of guest appearances commissioned in response to the coronavirus outbreak. We've rounded up experts from different fields for their take on managing the lifestyle adjustments and for finding opportunities to serve the world in uncertain times. And as today's guest argues, aren't we always living in uncertain times? So, before we get into today's episode for real, I just want to let you know about a free online training being delivered by today's special guest. Now, you'll need to listen right to the end of this episode for full details, but to give you a clue right now, the training will be covering many areas of running a business online, including social media, websites, blogs, emails and video. Now, the training will be delivered free, live, on Friday, March 27th, 2020, from 12 noon until 2pm. But don't panic, a replay will be available, so if you keep listening to the end of the show, you will find out how to either attend live if you hear this episode when it's brand new or how to catch the replay later. Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey, welcome to the Corporate Escape Plan. It's me, Craigie B. Today's guest is a returning guest. He is known for his passion, enthusiasm, high energy, and sharp shooting plane talking. He's the founder and director of the well-known Spaghetti Agency, a marketing agency with a difference, colorfully themed around cowboys and Indians, all with a big nod to the movies and Spaghetti Westerns in particular. I first got to know this chap more than 12 years ago when he was a wine delivery van driver, but these days he's a well-known social media expert and sought-after speaker. He's on a mission to help business owners get seen, heard, known, liked and respected for what they do, and he's really good at it as well. In recent years, this man has acquired more aliases than anyone in the Wild West ever did, including but not limited to the social media cowboy, the marketing gob, social media Todd, or often, more simply, Todd. In a world full of hired guns who are up to no good, this fast-acting, high-value, no-nonsense speaker truly stands up for small businesses and stands out from the crowd. He's passionate, he's outspoken, and always vocal on things he believes in, and above all, He's about helping others succeed. That's why I like him, and that's why I wanted him back on the Corporate Escape Plan podcast today. So, without further ado, I give you the social media cowboy, social media Todd. Hi. Howdy. God, that's a, that, 
That's half the podcast show done with an interaction introduction. Yeah, it took <laughs> up a lot of space. That so um, <laughs> let's back into it. <laughs> so we we've been chatting about the fact that we're currently faced with uncertain times, and we decided together that we would have you on the show to talk about your approach to adopting an attitude of positivity in uncertain times. So without further ado, I'm going to invite you to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is uncertain times now, but I'd argue it's always uncertain times. It's, there isn't certainty. And I'm working in digital marketing and social media and stuff that's constantly changing. It's always under attack, you know. Um, I started my business officially seven years ago and we used to do social media management and that became something I avoided very recently because there's so many people doing it. I have to change and evolve and you know speaking from from a business owner firstly but then as a you know as a family man and everything else secondly you do have to adapt and and there the times will always be uncertain as a as a human I'm, like yourself Craig I like stuff to be kind of just comfortable and nice and everything's always the same and they don't move the sugar in Tesco you know you know where everything <laughs> is in life but that doesn't happen you know someone nicks your car parking space the internet goes down you know this stuff happens that's not it's not convenient but I think in fact I, I, I know because I've experienced it that even in dark times there are really big opportunities and they only seem to come if you're willing to take them on board you know we're in certain times now but there are a lot of opportunities there and not to capitalize on people's unfortunate circumstances but you know to, to look and think well this has happened what could i do with this now what could i learn in this moment and you know there's just loads of there's loads of great sports quotes that kind of say this but you know like it's not about how many times you you get knocked down it's about how many times you get up after you've been knocked down that counts you know and as a business owner and as someone that's been through lots of change in life over the last seven years you really do have to look at the, the crappy times if i can call them that and face them head on and be like what actually is this and what will i have to do and what could i do what are other people doing and and how can i stay positive really because it's you, you've been through some tough stuff um, more so than I have, more so than I wish other people to do. But you've you've looked at it and been like, well, well, this is where it's at now. I can't do a fifty-hour-a-week job. You know, I, I can't go to work. You know, I I've got to do something different. And I think at the moment, there's a lot of people talking about working from home and you know using the internet. And you know, there's a lot of people feeling quite isolated. There's a lot of people looking for answers to stuff. Um, social media has come into play with that. And really, I think it's come into it very badly. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And, and it's, a, it's a time when really, yeah, there's loads of great opportunities. There's loads of things that you, you could do. But a lot of people will just take to Facebook and moan about it. And, you know, like this morning, I shared a picture of my local shop, which is literally around the corner from my office. And it's full of stock, not people. You know, it's full of stuff. Sure, they went out of toilet paper this week for one other reason. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's, I took a photo of many of the shelves and posted them on Facebook to say, here's the opposite to the other photos you're seeing on social media. I think it's really important to recognize and, and be very conscious with this all the time and, and, and keep resetting yourself because we very much live in the subconscious. We very much live as automated 
robots of our own learnings. I mean, that's quite a cool phrase. I might use that again. But, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you walk around, you run around, you drive around, right? How many times you get somewhere and you don't realize you've got there? How did I get here? It's all, you know, on the internet. And, you know, be conscious of what you're looking at because a lot of what you'll see is negative. You'll focus on the negative too. And some people are really negative and they'll post a lot of negative stuff. Um, having been on social media, you know, really been on it for the last 10 years, seriously on it. I share a lot, very honest on it. Um, I have some very interesting conversations on the internet through being honest and open. Um, it, it, it's a dark place. It is. And it, and it's, it can be very isolating. I mean, we're all very aware of scrolling through Instagram on a Friday night when you're sat at home with no money, watching some shit telly whilst your friends are apparently having the time of their life. And that makes you feel really bad. But the fact is, when they throw up on the way home, they don't take that selfie. Uh, when they don't go out the next weekend, they don't share that. And you don't really piece it together. You don't think, oh, Craig's having a good time tonight. You don't go back and see if he's had a good time the previous nights. It's like, you know, I've got plenty of people on my timeline, as you probably have, that share the amazing moments, but they don't share the shit moments. <laughs> they don't share <laughs> yes. the overdraft texts. You know, they don't share the car crash that they have. You know, they don't share that they've lost some money or a client or, you know, yeah. and I, I try and breed that kind of honesty as well as the positivity because I want to level the balance of social. And I think now, certainly now in, in, in this, these very uncertain times, clearly we're seeing the negative sides. And, the, the media are reporting that and so are people on the street are reporting it and I think it's very important to be conscious at the moment and think well is this everything in the story or is it just the headline where's the next chapter what's the future chapter you know and how do I fit into the story and it, first time experience this weekend as someone that I know very well has struggled with social media they were very very unwell mentally because of it because they're looking around all answers. I mean, at the moment, it's just unreal how much information there is out there, but how much of it is actually true, useful, helpful, and how much of it are you putting into your mind and dreaming about and imagining terrible scenarios? You know, it comes back to being conscious. Well, hang on a minute. What is actually happening? What will life be like in a couple of months' time? It's probably gonna be okay. In fact, it is gonna be okay. Mm. Yeah. So knowing that we have people in the world who are going through a great deal of change at the time of this recording and that we're seeing lots of people adjusting to life working from home that haven't been before yeah. and this can this can be people in corporate roles who have been sent home and they're required to work from home and there's a there's a huge adjustment there to be made yeah. and also for people who are running their own business there's a, you know there's people who are either self-isolating or they've actually been put into lockdown and some of those people are you know i'm seeing loads of i'm seeing a lot of this online even with people that I've previously considered to be quite positive um, energetic people they a lot of these people have been having a wobble so so I'm interested to know your take on what people could be doing to 
give themselves the best opportunity in this scenario? What what sort of things could they be doing to help themselves? First and foremost, please be conscious of the positives of this. I know that this it's very easy to say in a podcast, you know, focus on the positives. You'll hear this all the time. The reason you hear stuff all the time is not because it's waffle and someone's copied it from someone else. It's because it's true. So if you look at the, the homeworking scenario that you just gave me there, what are some positives from that? The first thing is you don't have to sit in that damn traffic in the morning. You don't have to do that anymore. You save money on fuel. You, you, you help your local environment smog issue. Um, you, you know, you can spend more time at home with your kids before you leave for work. I'm very fortunate my office is just around the corner, so I don't have a commute. Um, and if there is a proper lockdown, I won't even be able to walk here, I don't think. Um, but there are lots of benefits from that, and you spend more time doing what we've been put on this earth to do, which is be a family member, be a parent, be, you know, be a human being. And we're not supposed to come here and work. We're supposed to come here and enjoy it and experience it. Um, the adjustments are working on your own, because I do that quite a lot. My, my team is, is remote. We're, we're already remote remote um works in our office is actually coming in tomorrow um but you know i gave her the option not to the, the the adjustment is a big one but it's a it's a really good one um we were chatting a little bit before this went live about meetings and traveling and, and i won't get into talking about trains and things you know let's not get too political but there are a lot of meetings and things and, and engagements that people have that are really not worthwhile but you know this, this email, this phone call could have been an email scenario. You know, this meeting could have been a Zoom. Um, there, there are some fantastic tools out there, and it's not oh, just can Zoom. You just explain what what you meant when you said this meeting could have been a Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, some people, the amount of times I go to a meeting, and you, and you get in your car and you drive, and it's half an hour, and then you wait wait in a foyer, and then you would you like a cup of coffee? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. And you sit down and hey, you have a bit of waffle and short talk and stuff, and then. Then you have the meeting and then, oh, it's just wonderful to me. Yes, and then you go and you come back and you just think, that's a lot of time that could have been a phone call or a Zoom. Now, at the moment, if you're new to home working and if you're new to isolation and new to using tools like Zoom all the time, because of course you'll have used... just explain what Zoom is? I, Zoom, I know yeah, that a lot of people are finding out now what it is. Of course, but yeah, of course it's easy, easy to make assumptions. It's, it's video calling like Skype, so you've probably heard of Skype. Um, so Skype and Zoom, and you can play that out to FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp Messenger. Video conference calling is has been around for a very long time, but you know, if you're new to it, you might think, well, I'm kind of missing the human interaction. I'm missing the missing the people. And don't get me wrong, I, I really do miss people when I work on my own a lot. Um, but it is a great tool, and it is the closest you'll get to working with people. I wouldn't say it's a perfect continual future solution like human beings need to connect you know I don't know about you Craig but I'm missing shaking people's hands at the moment you know we're not allowed to do that and, <laughs> you, know, I, and I, you know I want to do that I saw a good friend yesterday and I wanted to hug him and I thought I need to be responsible with this thing but so we'll always need that human connection but the tools we have now in 2020 are so good I mean you, you could do a video call in your street on on a couple of bars of 4G and it would be fine and you know, you've got the ability to record conversations, which I do when I speak to clients, because how many times do you have a meeting and then you think, oh shit, what did they say? Oh crap, oh man, it's gone, my, my memory doesn't serve me. Because the way your memory pieces things together is very much about where you were and who did it and smells and 
tastes and meetings are a little bit dry. So you can record the thing, you know, it's great. So I record client meetings and I think, oh crap, what did they say 20, about 20 minutes in? Go back and watch it. There's, there's a load of great reasons for using tech. Um, using things like social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Twitter, you can have masses of conversations very quickly without having to go and see these people. Um, which you know, I say with love. You know, people are people are cool, but they do waste a lot of time. I do find when you're on tech, it's quicker. Um, Google are well known for having stand-up meetings because it's faster and it saves time. People don't sit down and when you get comfortable, they just do the meeting bit. Um, mm. There are a load of opportunities and, and positives for working remotely. In terms of adjusting to it, one of the things most of your listeners will be experiencing and now if they've just started working remotely from home, especially if they're in corporate, is, is the dishwasher, the washing machine, the dog, the postman, uh, your neighbours, the, the DHL van, uh, they'll, all, they'll all become distractions to you. And don't, don't beat yourself over the head with it. It, it it's, it's just very natural to see those things. You're in your own home. It's very different to working in your office because that's your home and, and you, you, you've got a lot of lovely things going on there but it's also your kind of castle you know and as speaking as a man quite <laughs> quite a dominant man it's like well you want to protect the zone and if someone's outside putting ladders up against the side of your house you're going to stop sending email for a second and check it out it, it's about managing how you deal with it and, and being okay with that and being sensible with your time it, in an office environment you'll have the water cooler the coffee machine you'll have maybe the cafe downstairs you'll you'll have lunch proper lunch one of the things i found working when i did work at home a long time ago was you either power on because you do or you get really distracted so there's lots of different ways of working i quite like doing i don't do it very strictly but the pomodoro effect which is you sort of work for 45 minutes and then give yourself 15 minute break you work a lot more efficient when you do that and adding things like that in i use time blocking where i actually put things in my diary to do at certain times to keep me on track, a big to-do list, but I make sure that I, I do the things on there. Um, you need to put things in place. So I use the, uh, the Pomodoro effect, which is like 45 minutes working and 15 minutes break. Really, really good for your mind. It's a struggle to keep going. And you'll probably naturally do that in an office. You'll get distracted. There'll be that meeting in the middle of the day, the water cooler moment. The other thing I do is use a to-do list. Um, there's millions of apps out there. I just choose to use my iPhone notes and I'd have a very strict to-do list. I put big tasks in my calendar and it's all about keeping me focused. I think the, the biggest thing you'll find when you work alone, and I, I certainly from experience have, I've had this, is that no one is watching you. So keeping on track becomes a challenge because no one's watching and you can probably wing it a little bit. Um, I think that's probably the fear of big companies letting people work remotely is they just think that that entire office crew is going to work in their underpants and eat biscuits and watch Netflix and occasionally check their email. And there's a lot of truth in that. I've seen people working remotely and <laughs> they're not that productive. I think if I was running a large corporation now, I would build a, you know, a, a kind of a working from home hack. I mean, maybe between us, we should write that, you know, how to do it, how to be more efficient, how to be okay with, the, the, the different distractions that you'll get and, and how to keep yourself on track with it. Um, you know, you're going to have a different internet connection at home. You're going to have other stuff going on. I'll tell you a really funny story actually about my friend who was, who's ex-corporate. Uh, he used to work in hospitality 
And he left corporate escape, started his own business. And his name's Stuart, I won't tell his story. But he, he always went to work in a suit. So when he worked at home in his loft, he wore a suit to go in the loft. He put the whole thing on the jacket, the loft, and he went up in his loft, he'd take his jacket off and he'd hang it up. It must've been on his body for like a minute. And then he'd go to work. And I used to think he was nuts. I was like, mate, why? Why are you doing that? But as I sit here now, I'm in a branded T-shirt. I'm, I'm fully dressed. And I always come to my office and sit in my office chair. And it's only two minutes around the corner from my house. It almost seems pointless to have the office when I've got room at home. But it's that change that you do. I'm now at work. I'm not in the kitchen. You know? And if you do have to work in your kitchen worktop, you've got to think about your environment and what does it look like? You know, have you got an empty space? Because your office is designed to work. Your kitchen is designed to cook, right? And your lounge or your kitchen table, or even your study upstairs, it will be a homely place and it's great. And I don't think there's one rule for everyone. People work differently. My partner, Jo, works very well at home. She works in the kitchen worktop, but she is distracted by the dishwasher and the tumble dryer. Um, but it will be a good thing. I, I think with, you know, we were chatting before about companies that were, uneasy on people working remotely and have been for a long time now they kind of have to it'll be interesting to see how it plays out you know how can you build a business that can work remotely because i tell you what i'm so much more flexible with my time i have so much more time because i don't commute i have so much more time because i don't do every meeting in real life i have so much more time i do most of my networking online um just this week actually we're recording this in in march like just this week BNI, who are a global networking organization, have gone purely online. There's no networking meetings in real life. They've built a system that you can network online. I don't know what the platform is yet. I'm trying to find out. And people are on board with it and they're excited by it. But the key thing they did is that they've trained their leaders how it works and how to train the other people how it works. And I think with the remote thing, big corporations really need to help people and train them how to work remotely because it's certainly a discipline I've had to teach myself. And uh, I'm not there yet, that's for sure. Yeah. So, well, yeah, while you were talking about that, I was reminded of um, a, a girl in the United States. Her name's Catherine Jones, and she had a big event coming up. And she has, she responded to the, um, you know, the challenges that are currently facing us with lockdowns and isolations by moving her moving it all online yeah. and and actually she wasn't cancelling the event itself she was she decided to postpone it you know it's a huge thing lots of logistics and she was really flexible she said right let's do something online when the actual event was most, most meant to happen with all the speakers yeah. all the rest of it we'll let people come in that way and then we'll do the event six months later you know the the actual one where people turn up and you know let's ride it out, but let's deliver value some other way, and that's the beauty of the technology that's available to us these days. And you know it's amazing, it really is. It's more flexible so, too, and it gives you more options before before we go on. It's, it, you know talking of events, you can bring in a speaker from the US that doesn't need to fly in from the US. I mean at the moment they can't, but you can have them mm. there. And I watched the thread this morning where someone said, well, that guy's on YouTube. I'll just watch his YouTube. Well, no, this is live. Like, they'll be responding to you live. There's, there's ways to do that. You can have live comments. You can have live feed. You can have, you know, as a speaker, it's very strange sometimes speaking on stage compared to speaking 
on Facebook Live, you know, but you learn to, to, to work with that. And it's, if you're brand new to this, it's going to be a bit of a transition, but there are more opportunities when you look at how you use tech as part of it. It's not about relying on tech. It's about enabling humans to do what they do with tech. I mean, that's, that's the whole worry of like Terminator 2 and end of days, the machines will take over. Well, no, we, we use the machines to be better because where we'll always excel is our, is our intelligence. I mean, I'm not really sure where your listeners are on that, but you know, we are the most intelligent being on this planet. We're making a lot of mistakes, but we're doing some great stuff too. If we allow machines to do all the things we don't need to do, I'm a big fan of automation and stuff like that, then that's a good thing. We can do some great stuff with it. Yeah, so I actually, you know, I went into enforced isolation when I became disabled just over a year ago, and I couldn't walk for a considerable length of time. And so I didn't have the option to go out meeting people. And so I actually went about the process of figuring out what sort of things can I be doing when I'm only able to operate from home. And I kept that in mind, even after I became mobile again, you know, because I, I went through a rehabilitation process, I started walking again. I can even run now, but I always kept in mind, I have an underlying condition which leaves me vulnerable that it could happen again. So I thought, well, what do I need to do to know that I can do stuff from home if I can't ever leave the house again. And the process of bringing this podcast to life all happened without me leaving the house. Yeah. I worked with a coach who travels the world and we've never met face to face. We've become very good friends. I would say lifelong friends. And we pulled it all together through a combination of um Facebook Messenger, uh, an app called Voxer, which is a bit like a walkie-talkie thing, and Zoom calls, so that's your face-to-face -face video stuff. So we've been meeting face-to-face -face using video technology, and it's been absolutely amazing, and his support has been priceless, and that's something that we've achieved just through working together online using technology without me ever leaving the house. It, it's yeah. amazing. I, and and it's, it's such a great story. It's great to hear that you're on a road to recovery, but also the lessons you learned from when you were in your dark place, you've now got for now and also for future to think, well, this is useful to have this. One thing I'd say is that the human race, and if you really, really look into like neuroscience and stuff, we're kind of all connected anyway. You know, how many times have you thought of someone and they dropped your text? You know, we're kind of all connected. That's probably a bit far out for some of your listeners, but. The internet, mm. when you're using video, like you and I are actually connected on the internet right now, but we're also probably somewhere spiritually connected as well. And I think it, it, this might meet, this is a good time for this to happen. This is me looking for the positives in, a, in quite a dark time in people's lives right now. This is mm. good. This will make people realize that we are all so connected right now. And in a time when people are openly talking about how the moon affects us and, you know, people have, so many people have bought like the law of attraction and they're, they're going on meditation courses. This is a good thing. This is a good thing for us to realize that how connected we are and how fortunate we are that even third world countries that really are struggling for water have 3G. You know, we have the ability to connect. I mean, I'm so, so grateful for the internet because it's given me a brand new life. I, I, I 
left the van driving days and I'd managed to build up a community on my phone of 300 business owners from an iPhone in a transit van via Twitter. And those 300 people signed up to a website, which was a free website, but I built a community and an email list. My community is like 2,000. It's a very tight community. It's not just get as many people in there as possible. But that, that online community is now really useful to me. So I, I wrote some content yesterday. Joe and I are going to let more people into our community and do some free training, basically, free content. And I put it in the sort of content to get people in. We've been planning for this lockdown for 10 years. <laughs> I've built all my systems. We use all, everything in my business is on, is on the cloud. It's on the internet. And fortunate enough that we started our business just seven years ago. So it's easy to do. I mean, the NHS, bless them, are so far behind with setting all that up. But I'm really fortunate that this doesn't make any difference to how I operate. It clearly affects my clients because some of them are in events and they're in travel and, you know, they're not going to be saying yes to buying more stuff at the moment, but you know, this time will soon pass as they say. And, but I think this is going to be good. I don't know about you, Craig. I think it's good. I think we're going to be forced to look at new ways of doing stuff. And I know that seven, eight years ago when my life changed completely from a relationship and you know, angle, and I got divorced and sold house, quit my job, everything in six months, it was forced upon me. Had I, I would never have chosen to do that. Why would you choose to get divorced, sell your house, move town, start a new relationship, quit your job and start a business in six months? Like there was no, there's no way you'd choose to do that. But I feel mm. so grateful that I did because life is, life is so much better now. So I think now, you know, it's a dark time for people. People are, 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 are going to be rightly going to be upset and rightly going to be annoyed and, and, and licking their wounds and thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? But it's the, the light at the end of the tunnel for me. It's like, where are we going? What, where could you go? What opportunities are going to happen now? What conversations are you having with people? Like I've just joined a local Facebook group to, where we're all going to get together and help move stuff around if we're able to, if we're not self-isolating at the moment. And there'll be people I meet on that journey that will be part of the tapestry of my life. You know, people I'm going to make connections with. And there's always an opportunity. There's always a positive area to look at. Um, you just have to be open to it. You just have to be open to it. I think it's, it's autopilot natural for a human to spot the, the tiger in the woods, the danger, the negative. And when you're self-isolating and when you're struggling with a transition, it's really natural to look for the negatives. It's hard, even for me. I've had my moments the past week, at least, thinking, Christ, what's going to happen here? What's, what's this all about? And you have to think, okay, I'm doing that thing again. Come back into conscious. What's the positive? What's the possible conscious um, positive I can find from this? Uh, quite a lot of people I know put down their, their daily gratitudes but they're grateful for what they do. I think now's a great time to start doing that. Journaling, writing down your gratitudes. You know, what am I grateful for today? You know, what is, what is the good thing from today? What is it that happened to me today that's brilliant? And if that's water coming out of a tap, then that's a positive. You know, if it's having yeah. access to the internet, that's a positive. If, if you had a, an exchange with someone on LinkedIn and it made you smile, that's a positive. Uh, I've started two threads this morning where, you know, in the midst of one topic, everyone is talking about one thing at the moment. And I just started two threads, one on Twitter, one on Facebook and said, tell me something good about today. And people posted pictures of their pets, the fact that they found gin in the supermarket, 
you know, the sun <laughs> was shining this morning, the small things, it's the small things. I bet you could find, without even trying 20 things from today, 30 things, 50 things that are good, because they don't have to be, I won the lottery. <laughs> they can be, I had a <laughs> cup of coffee and it didn't taste like shit. You know, that's a good <laughs> thing. Man. Yes. And, and I, it, it's hard to do. I'm not suggesting for one minute to say it's easy, just like transitioning to working at home, but you, 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 you've got to be conscious with it. I think that's the key to most people now is be very conscious to look for the positives, look for the opportunities and, and learn, like learn when you hit that canvas. We're all on the canvas at some time and think like you did, you know, you couldn't walk. You're like, shit, what? And instead of being like, oh no, this is terrible. Instead of telling your mind and your brain and your body and your spirit and everyone around you, I'm giving in. You were like, what can I do about this? How can I carry on? What could I use to carry on? What's next? And now I'm out of it. What lesson did I learn and how can I take it forward? And I feel very much like I did seven years ago where, where I had to quit everything. It's like, well, there's a potential here for me to lose the business. There's a potential for me to lose my partner because I fall out with her. There's the potential for me to lose my network. And, but that's only one potential. The other potential is I double my turnover. I find more community. I build a strong relationship with Joe because I'm at home with her for whatever many weeks we're in isolation for, when or if that happens. And I've got an opportunity to do something different. It's just how you frame it. I call it flipping. I talk to my community about it all the time. It's, you get a negative. And you flip it into a positive because all usually on the other side of a negative is a positive. Excellent. Now you talked about your group. Now, before I invite you to talk about that, I just remind you that we do have listeners around the world. We especially have lots of listeners in the United States, funnily enough, but even though, at the time of recording this, we're, we're only two weeks old today in terms of being a, a live show. The internet, mate. We already know we have listeners in the United States, in Canada, in Singapore, that just off the top of my head. So with that in mind, if you talk about your group and what it's all about in that context. Yeah, sure. Well, it, it, you know, I've got people in there from all over the world as well, but predominantly the UK. It actually started as a a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group, just for clients that worked with us. So after workshops and after they did some consultancy and stuff with them, we just put them in there. It just made sense to put them in there and, you know, it was very dormant. But then we sort of decided to open it up to connections. We met at networking and then, then we opened it up to a bit more. And then we opened it to people we met on Facebook and LinkedIn and then we added it to our sales funnel. Anyway, now it's, there's, there's 2,000 small to medium business owners in there. There are a couple of people that work at huge global <laughs> conglomerates, but that most of them are SMEs. Uh, and the vibe in there is very much, they're very much digital marketing because it's our group and that's what we talk about. But there's a lot of people in there talking about um, small business accountancy, coaching, podcasting, a lot of conversation there about that, creating content, networking is a key thing. Um, there are a few kind of weekly threads of, the same kind of thing, but a lot of it is very organic, supportive conversation. And it's just, it's like an encyclopedia for an SME, really. I mean, if you want to know something, post it in that group and someone, someone will be tagged into it and you'll have some, some help and ideas. Not always the right things and not always the right ideas, of course. You know, we'll have our own opinions on what works. And I'm very conscious to add that in all the time now. But it's such a supportive group, whereas 
you look at some groups on Facebook and stuff, it's a bit shouty, a bit argumentative because everyone's in there. Hardly anyone posts buy my stuff links, subscribe to my YouTube channel and buggers off. We nurture people to actually talk to each other because I know that's how an online community works. So if you're new to online communities, that first and foremost, you've got to get involved in the conversation in that community to stand any chance to ever get noticed in them. Um, I've been involved in online communities for more well, near a decade now. And the best way to get noticed and to get the benefit from it, I don't just mean monetary, I mean personally and in, you know, personal development, which I'm a big fan of, and all the other things, you know, building your network and stuff. The best way to get involved is to go into the conversations, the posts, threads, whatever you want to call them, and add some value, help some people out, have a conversation, chat to people, get involved in it. Um, the algorithms at Facebook and LinkedIn are actually built around that concept. So that if you go to a LinkedIn, you go to your LinkedIn timeline and all you do is post, your, your views will go down. If you go to LinkedIn and you comment loads on other people's stuff and you connect with more people and then post, your views will go up. And it's the same in a Facebook group or any kind of online forum. You know, become the trusted person. You'll see this in uh, Google reviews, Amazon reviews, Reddit. You'll see it everywhere. The people that add more value, Facebook forums, uh, there is so many examples. The people that add the value get noticed. Um, and I think that's right. You know, it's not an algorithm hack. It's like, well, we're a human being. Be a good human being, help people out. Don't worry about the business side of things and don't worry about what's going to come out of it. Like, I've never really been concerned of it. And I'm very fortunate that when I started doing online marketing, I wasn't really doing online marketing. I was buggering around on Twitter whilst I had a job that paid me a good amount of money a year. So it didn't need to return any cash. There was no ROI. There were no KPIs. There was nothing to go for other than just fun and having an involvement. And I kind of got addicted to chatting to people. And the result of that, it is a six-figure business and a great team and a huge network. And it's like, fuck, that's kind of cool. Because I never really went set out to get that. But because I was helpful and useful, it, it got there. It's a long game, so most people kind of want to cheat and do success. Um, that, that's kind of how it works, you know? You, you, you've got to go all in on it. So now maybe people are going to have to look at those. Um, how can you network online? How can you use Twitter chats? And You know, there's lots of... Things I'm being shown now, like how to network online, like the BNI example I said earlier, you know, it's, it's just interesting. It's, it really is. I, I saw some posts over the weekend from people who are in uh, UW, which is Utility Warehouse, which is, uh, I think it's global, it might just be a UK thing, but they do like um, utilities. And it's a network marketing company. And they usually do one of these big events, you know, um, every year where there's like 700 people go, and they couldn't do it. But they had the stage, they had the lights, they had all the content, they had all the speakers, some of them global speakers. So they streamed the whole thing in. And they used Zoom, which is what we're chatting on now to record this audio, and pumped it out to their distributors. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic way to use technology. Fantastic. So going back to your group, how do people find your group if they like to get involved in that? <laughs> As a marketer, I'm a terrible picture. I try not to take the pictures today. I know that... I it proves my point, right? You give loads of value and then people say, what's your group called? You don't need to go with the group straight away. You don't need to go with your sales straight away. So it's called Spaghetti Besties. So if you search, if you Google Spaghetti Agency on the internet, it's, it's right at the bottom hand corner of my uh, website. You'll see it there. Um, so yeah, just come join us. I mean, I've got a lot of American blog subscribers and email subscribers. So with your US audience, more than welcome to pop in. 
it's predominantly small business owners in the UK and it's just a cool space to hang around in. We're about to chuck a load of free content in now and I'll do it again because by the time you put this out, it's probably going to be a little bit too late for them, but we've always got great stuff going on in there. So, mm. so that's a Facebook group. It's called Spaghetti Besties. So you can find it directly inside of Facebook, but you can also find it through the Spaghetti Agency website. So Mr. Todd, sir, Thank you so, so much for bringing a bit of positivity and some things that people can do in practical terms in these uncertain times. really appreciate you coming along, giving up some time to talk about these things and to help us find some positivity in adversity. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you coming along. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for asking. Thank you. And so... Now, for the details of the training that we promised at the end of today's episode, here, here it is, here's the details. So, as part of Social Media Todd's mission to serve people at the highest level during the current crisis, Social Media Todd will be delivering free online training on Friday, March 27th, 2020, from 12 noon until 2pm UK time. But don't worry if you're listening to this episode of the podcast after that date, just keep listening for details of how you can access the replay. So what is the training and how does it work? It's called Digital Locked Down. It's a free training. So what we know is the internet is about to get really busy and Todd and Joe at Spaghetti Agency have put together this free training. It's designed to help you capitalise on the situation by making this digital marketing training available for you inside their Spaghetti Besties Facebook group. The subject areas they'll be covering include social media, websites, blogs, emails and video, all designed to help you market your own business or begin understanding some of the key considerations to achieving success online with a business of your own. This crisis is going to result in big changes in the way business is done and Many businesses that have resisted online marketing will need to adapt now or die. It's a sad fact, but true, most likely. There will be a new normal when this situation passes. Nobody knows exactly what it will look like, but one thing we can be sure of is that many businesses will be finding new ways of doing things and the ones who mastered digital marketing during the crisis will stand the best chance of surviving the fallout. So, how to find the training? Go to Facebook, search for Spaghetti Besties, join the group. Once you're there, if you get there before Friday, you can go to the events tab and sign up to the event, activate, activate the notifications, add the details to your calendar, and then on the day it will be broadcast inside the Spaghetti Besties Facebook group as a Facebook Live event. The video recording will remain available inside the group after the event, so all you need to do if you missed the live event is join the group anyway, search 
through the video section and if you happen to be listening to this weeks or even months later you may need someone's help inside the group to actually find the replay but it's an incredibly welcoming and helpful place so don't be afraid to ask where it is just ask inside the group so that's all for today keep listening we've got more on this subject from experts from different fields coming your way in the days weeks and no doubt months ahead speak to you soon